Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Graham Young to discuss all the latest from Parkhead. On the pod today, we reflect on two excellent results for Neil Lennon's side and react to the most unlikely Scottish football beef of the year. But before we get to that, Graham, there's two great results for, for Celtic in the context of it. First, there was the one all draw away to Ren in the Europa League, which was then followed by what could have been a tough game against a Kilmarnock team who look who are looking better under Angelo Alessio these days. Uh, but just come back to the, the Ren game, you are particularly impressed I know do you think that's one of Celtic's best Europe, European away performances certainly for some time 100% uh, there was a real verve and swagger about the way Celtic were playing um, the problem with Celtic Scottish teams in general in Europe is sometimes they go away with the best intentions and the game plan quickly unravels but Celtic were on their game they were happy to press high that's something that Lennon he played in a great team under Martin O'Neill, uh, but one of the biggest problems uh, for that era was away games sometimes, faulty pieces, especially late in games. But Lennon's got this real clear message that he's delivering to his players, he's wanting them high up the pitch, causing teams problems. At the end of the day, then a, a decent outfit, but they aren't Paris Saint-Germain on the same league. They, aren't, they don't have that level of player. So Celtic can put them on the back foot, that initially... Uh, the opening moments of games it can change the course of the, the match completely and Celtic were positive the likes of Edward Forrest Christie Elinousy as well they were all on their game and I think there's lots to like especially with the result with Kloge beating Lazio this group's really opened up and I think Celtic's positivity um, is a, a real statement of intent moving forward I think that's the way Lennon's got to play it's the way he's been playing all season long especially in Europe away to Sarajevo that could have been a tricky tie they were positive that night uh, same again as well away to Stockholm the mm-hmm. 4-1 win they're scoring goals away from home uh, and they're looking impressive doing it as well Yeah, when it, for a while right enough it had that feeling of here we go again Celtic away in Europe mm-hmm. playing well and then individual mistake of course find themselves a goal down but they didn't the, 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 we, we've talked on here before I think about sometimes with Celtic away certainly previously I mean more and more now you can't really say this but there has been a an element of like when the goals conceded come, they come in twos and threes. But yeah. they, they didn't look at any point as though they were going to that was going to happen. Even when they went one 0 down the other night, do you think? No, I think Ayer for all his strengths, his attributes. You know, that was a, a moment of madness. It was a really clumsy tackle. Uh, there was no debate about the fact that it was a penalty. And you're right; it would have been very easy for the heads to go down. But that wasn't the case. They, they held strong before the break in the second half. They were the much better team. Again just that ability now I think there's leaders on the pitch Get a player like Christopher Julian you know £7 million is a lot of money but he's got something about me really he's, he's, he stands up and he's, he's counted he's talking constantly that's the biggest thing we spoke about that when he made his debut in Estonia he really is holding his teammates accountable he's a leader on the pitch seems like a big personality a big well, personality yeah that's it and Celtic need that that's what 
makes a team like Celtic tick. There's high expectations. Uh, they're expected to win every single match they play. So guys like Julian are vital to that style. You know, there's constant demands put on players, and he's the one that's asking Scott Brown's, and obviously that he's the club captain. But to get that from other players is very, very important as well. And you spoke as well there about they've been very positive away from home in Europe this season but I feel like it's like a different kind of positive than the than the way the times they went out under Brendan Rodgers where you know ever since it's been you know kind of accused of being a bit naive in how they approach these games but it is positivity with but not naivety if you know what I mean would you agree with that? Yeah I think that's a fair, a, a fair point I, th- I think the one thing we learned at the second half of last season he was obviously very wary about this passing out for the back and at times Celtic at the right moments are happy to move the ball uh, about in defence but it's not that non-stop passing every move has to be the perfect pass and players have to keep recycling possession there's a directness now with Celtic they're happy to go long happy to find players in the right areas and that's obviously leading to less mistakes and big moments so if you're trying to go toe-to-toe with a Paris Saint-Germain or a Bayern Munich it's the outcome's almost inevitable but a Neil Lennon he's not been playing those type of teams yet he would approach the game differently and I think you're seeing the real strengths of Lennon as a manager really coming to the fore he's, he's pretty streetwise for these big occasions he's played enough of them as a, during his playing career and as a manager he's he's been involved in a lot of European games so he knows what it's about I think there might even be an argument that there's maybe been a slight drop in quality over the last 5-10 years for teams at this level anyway just with so much money at the top of the game teams in the Premier League say the bottom half Premier League teams are able to spend big money now as well so maybe a team like Rennes or Lazio maybe don't have the same squad they might have 5-10 years ago so there's a chance for Celtic uh, to make real inroads, I think, with Kluge coming up next as well. I think that's a favourable uh, fixture for them. Obviously, revenge is <laughs> on their mind, and uh-huh. I think that'll be a motivating factor. So if Celtic yeah. get off to a really fast start, then uh, bodes well, certainly for this campaign, because it's been a really, really strong start. And the attacking performances, I think, you mentioned Ryan Christie, they really kind of stood out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 10 goals already. That's from incredible. midfield and it's only it's only September it's been pretty remarkable over yeah. the past year uh-huh. but that's uh, the, his big moment you know and it's only 11 months since that goal against Hearts in the Betfred Cup semi-final it's just he's gone from strength to strength since then uh, he's a fantastic player he's at times he's he's not always pay he can give the ball away at times he tries flicks and tricks but he's so ambitious he's so determined to lead his team he makes clever runs uh, he's a perfect foil for Edward, I think. With Forrest as well, he's got a great link up with him. So there's like there's so much to like about his game and ability as well. He's a free kick specialist. You know, he can score for the spot uh, as well. That's a is big that thing. Really the kind of responsibility that he's taking on as well. You notice he takes he takes corners from both sides uh, now, and he grabbed that penalty. Mm-hmm. So he's really it's really like a case of somebody being handed their opportunity and then really making the most of it, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's very aware that his Celtic career up until he made his breakthrough it probably didn't happen the way he probably imagined and now that he's in the team and he's such a vital member uh, Neil Lennon's squad that he's not got to give it up easily that's he just he wants everything and I, I think that's infectious for his teammates so you know he really is someone another as we're talking about leaders on the pitch someone like Julian Brown Christie's another who is maybe not in the same vocal uh, capacity but he's but leading he yeah he's yeah. leading by example uh, he's playing the pitch he's been excellent to start this season 
And Celtic came back from France straight into early kick-off against Kilmarnock on Sunday. This is, as we said at the start, it could have been a, a tricky fixture. Kilmarnock seemed to have turned a wee bit of, corn, a bit of a corner, especially defensively. I think they'd conceded in their last... didn't concede in their last four. Mm. Um, took the lead to Eamon Brophy. It was a bit of a breakaway goal. Really good goal, it must be said. Um, but I thought actually... Celtic actually played some of their best football before Kilmarnock scored. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were. I, I know they they came back and, and scored three, but I thought actually some of their best play was before they went behind, as opposed to actually when they got the goals. If that if that in, in any way makes sense, it certainly does. And I think it hits a nail in the head. Uh, problem for Celtic in recent years. Sometimes these home games have been a bit pedestrian at times and kind of going on but Celtic are playing with real tempo you, I'd imagine that's the message obviously Neil Lennon's big on that that's about playing with fast pace that was really the hallmark of that Hibs team that it was so exciting in his first season back in the Premier in the Premiership and Celtic that's what they're becoming accustomed to now it's every player's really on their game and the goals didn't come you're correct but obviously with Brophy net in the opener I don't think it was a wake up call you know but something you could have had he could easily had a oh. trick in that first half oh and I, I think he said it best himself you know he, he's, he's not overly worried because he, he was excellent like, and on another day he would have had a hat trick he was, he was very positive getting in excellent positions um, and you can just see now Celtic you talk about the modern world and tactics and expected goals at Celtic <sighs> must be very high up in expected goals because they're creating chances players are constantly getting in good positions yeah. Edward who's obviously the number 9 the main man he's excellent at kind of pulling off to the side letting the wingers get in position ball and goalie as well he's got a trait that's very similar to Kieran Tierney uh, when he's in space on the left he's just happy to put the ball in low across the box it's not rocket science but it does work like mm-hmm. a dangerous low cross players out of position that's it's causing a lot of problems and he's been excellent he was very good uh, the other day as well it led to Christie's goal as well an excellent ball into the box at Forest once again probably should have scored <laughs> uh, but I know there's, there's lots to like about the way Celtic are yeah, playing it was a slightly different uh, composition to that front th- front three uh-huh. I should say as well um, you had Forrest switching over to the left they had in Cham slightly advanced off the midfield and Ryan Christie uh, Sort of coming in, he was drifting in off. He wasn't yeah. playing in the right as such, but he was kind of drifting in. Yeah, he um, was allowing Jack yeah. Bauer to <laughs> Jack Bauer taking the power. He he's a bit of fine, doesn't he? He is. He's. I mean, I'm, I remember being here. I think we we were actually recorded a podcast straight straight after Celtic signed him, and they kind of you know it barely registered. If anything, there was a bit of you know disappointment as I mean and, and I think on the face of it that was maybe justified because he was a guy who was what was his second or third choice right back for Stoke who were bottom of the championship um, but he, as you say he certainly looks a he looks a real find I mean because I think there were sort of mitigating circumstances to why he was so far out of the picture at Stoke I don't think he got on with was it Gary Rowett the, yeah. the manager there was issues there um, but he's maybe just he looks good going forward certainly he's maybe just one of these guys who maybe flourishes more in a team that are on the front foot rather than a Stoke who are yeah. you know what I mean and I think they played to their strengths that was correct but Chris he wasn't really occupying the right wing as much as say if Forrest was out there um, so it allowed him all this time in the world to really bomb on and he was excellent obviously his pass for Edwards uh, second goal was you, could, you know, it was absolutely perfect. It was uh, showed a real kind of imagination to play that pass uh, when maybe other players wouldn't have. Uh, and there's something about him. He's been he was very good as well coming off the bench at Ibrooks. So that'd have been, you know, that's 
a a daunting prospect, isn't it, coming off the bench and for the final 25, 25, uh, 25-30 minutes in a game like that. first football of the season. Exactly, yeah, and he was excellent. He's, he's, he looks like as if he's, he's, he's an experienced player as well. He seems to have all the, you wouldn't say dark arts, but he knows the tricks. He's happy to yeah. give away a foul or if he's out of position, you know, and he'll, he'll happily draw so a player to keep him uh, from getting in the box. And I think that's type of player I think El Hamid who another who 28 years of age one cap for Israel no one would have he's absolutely a standout where did, where did he come from exactly so I think El Hamid's still uh, rightly the number one choice but a guy like Bauer after a big European game or it looks like he's, he's going to miss out against uh, Partick Thistle injury but he's a player of pedigree yeah. and uh, Celtic have got a nice mix of, it looks like they now have like, their top players academy graduates are making the grade and these kind of senior pros who maybe didn't cost a lot or uh, come in and loan but have just been able to just step up it's what you in scouting meetings or you know you're trying to build a squad that's the way you would draw up what we need a couple of players who fill out a squad and you hope they're good enough and it appears to have been uh, hitting their targets this summer but most of the players that have come in have impressed uh, I mean can we now definitively say that that's the right back problem yeah, well, it looks like it, and you've got, uh, what, are we, what are we going to talk about? I know exactly. <laughs> it's week, got to be weekly basis. I know it might be the competition for it now, uh, and the also they've got Frimpong who's come in from Manchester City. Uh, he looked part of the crew today at training, and uh, a big part. He's very highly rated. So there's another player who's coming through, so there's definitely options there for Neil Lennon moving forward. It's a big position, and I think Lennon previously in his first time charge had plenty of options there and guys who could play in multiple positions. So uh, there's a lot to be excited about. And at the weekend as well, uh, Odson Edward another uh, two goals, um, six for the season now. He's looking. Sharp, he's getting all sorts of attention back over in France. We can come in with the under twenty one side, um, but it's not enough for not enough for Charlie Nicholas. Apparently, mm. he wants to see him celebrating goals more because that's that's the that's the main thing. Apparently, what do you? I mean, I must admit, I thought that was a bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it must be said in the same breath. He does, you know, really praise Edward and say that he's the best striker in Scotland you can see Celtic getting upwards of 25 million for him but at the same time it was a bit of an odd thing to go after him for yeah I know and of course there was the, the inevitable response of course well I, I think Charlie Nicholas sometimes has got the ability to take your breath away with some of his comments and this is another one it doesn't really make sense I think it would be pretty strange for a player like Odds Nedward to start doing cartwheels um, after finding the back of the net, that's not as he's cool as, cool as a cucumber. He's so composed in front of goal, and he's that's that he thinks he's got to score. I think that's part of his game. So, uh, but he didn't miss a target anyway in his response uh, no. to Charlie Nichols. <laughs> I mean, that's the the Scottish football row that we didn't we did not know that we needed. Yeah, that's a dartboard one, isn't it? it? Is. Where you try to predict who's who's got to go to who. You wouldn't have picked <laughs> that the one. Wheel, the wheel of fortune, the wheel of misfortune. Um, but no. I mean, Edward. It's it's like you say though. It's it's just he's it just seems to be his all round personality, and it's not as if he's the first striker in history who's who's been like that. I mean, how many over the years can you think of? You've got your your uh, Dimitar Berbatov. Who's it? it was Mario Balotelli. I know he's not you know top class, but it was him, it was his quote about. You know the postman doesn't celebrate when he delivers the mail, so why should that? Why should it's that pre- celebrate when I? You know it's pretty pertinent. Uh, exactly. Now that is what Edward's about. Like he's, you know, now and then he gives it a wee jig as well. He's he's not completely lifeless after yeah. he finds the back of the net, and that's what he's about. He's not so Celtic players come in different shapes and sizes, and Celtic are getting these younger players that are able to sell on at profit. Uh-huh. But Edward's X factor is 
his calmness, you know, what he's so cool. That's what makes him different from the rest. So when he's in front of goal, he's got this innate ability to just stay calm when everyone else is losing their head. And that is why Celtic, as Charlie Nicholas rightly points out, uh, could be well on their way to breaking another transfer record if he yeah. does go in the coming seasons. And I mean, we looked at the pictures as, of his goals as well. It's not as if his face is tripping him every time no. he finds in it. You know, he does look as if he's enjoying himself. Exactly. And obviously his main straight rival, uh, Alfredo Morelos. Uh, he, the polar opposite. Polar opposite, exactly. And I think that sums it up. He's a player where he's, he just reacts differently, you know, heart in his sleeve. And well, that's his celebration as well. You know, and like, you take a hundred pictures of him and he's always, you know, it tells a, a story of his goals and what he's about, but that's not who Edward is. Uh, he's a different character, and um, I certainly put Charlie Nicholas in his place. Do you buy in as well what Charlie Nicholas said also about looking disinterested against the lesser no, teams? I, 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 I feel I, quite strongly about that. Um, I think that's really unfair. I, I thought the Leipzig Europa League game last season, uh, the 2 1 win, was Edward's coming out party where uh, that was a night where. He was, he was able to do all the things he does well, take the ball into feet, but he was also really strong that night. He was, his hold-up play was excellent. And uh, since it's not always been perfect, there is games where at times, you know, he can be against strong centre-halves, he might come up second best, but I think he's added so much more to his game. He'll never be mistaken for Moussa Dembele. I think Dembele's style of play is more rugged, you know, and he's, he's happier to take on defenders. But I think Edward does an excellent job actually uh, considering he is, can be isolated at times as well Celtic obviously guys at Forest Christie and support uh, but I think he's come on leaps and bounds uh, over the last year in terms of his hold up play he understands more about what he needs to do there was maybe previous at a time where he was he was quite happy to drift out left but the goal at Ibrook sums up you know, I mean, that's just top notch like, an amazing ability to judge when to make his run yeah, I think he's got a bit of everything and I don't yeah. think teams would be put off looking at him and thinking oh he can't lead the line because he certainly can Yeah, and it's it just seems to be a, a kind of theme sometimes in football that the guys who are a bit more languid and laid back on the park are the first ones to get a bit of stick when things perhaps don't go don't go to plan yeah, you know that, that's, that kinda, yeah I think that's really true but I think the amount of times he's been able to like, even go back to that Stockholm game 1-0 Celtic were Desperate to get a second goal. Who's the man? Steps up, free kick. He's got this. Doesn't matter how languid he may look at times. He's he's got this real ability to make the difference when it matters yeah. most. And doesn't matter how it comes about. You know, and that's a, a player, a, a stature. You know, and he might at times look. He's not. It doesn't look like the way maybe Ryan Christie is. You know, in mm-hmm. hundred miles an hour, but he's certainly putting a shift in as yeah, well. But he scored. I think he scored just this season three goals against teams outside the top six. So it's not as if he. Oh no, he's he definitely not a he player. Doesn't fancy it, do you know? Yeah. Um, so two goals for him at the weekend, and could have been two goals for Kilmarnock if it wasn't for Fraser Forster. Yeah. Uh, great penalty save from him. Um, he's kind of looking. It was the purple wall. <laughs> the purple wall. Uh, uh, again, his arrival was kind of it was almost overlooked. I think. Yeah, that's true. During the summer, because there was so much focus on getting guys in on in certain other positions, and but I think he's just he just slotted seamlessly back into the the team. Really, Forster, hasn't he? It's, oh, it's, it's, a bit of a, it's, a, it's like a cliche, but it's almost as if he's never been away. <laughs> that all that kind of but stuff. Honestly, it's, like it's it been really impressive. Like I think the fact. There was maybe an assumption, and wrongly it's proved to be that 
his best days were behind him. There's a couple of performances before he dropped out of the Southampton team where um, his distribution looked poor. Maybe that he was making a couple of mistakes, but on it, I don't know if it's Stevie Woods, Neil Lennon, just that being back at Celtic, a club that he thrives at. Uh, but it's just working really well. Obviously, it did help the Hearts game. He's back, in the, back between the sticks and didn't have much to do. Didn't have much to do at Ibrox either. No. So he's able to kind of bed himself in. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's looked really, really strong. And uh, that the ability to save penalties uh, is underrated because there's someone like Craig Gordon a very capable goalkeeper doesn't have anywhere near that kind of record uh, Arthur Boric at times I know, he had the ability for big saves but it, Fraser Foster appears to be just it's a massive X factor it's a special quality because Celtic's almost at like 50-50 with yeah, him I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't help that he is absolutely oh, he's massive hu- oh he's huge he fills out the goal so much but uh, and I think that does play a part for strikers because when you look at it, uh, you know, there's not that many places look viable to put the ball uh, in the net. And I know he looks like a player of, of, of real quality. And I think Celtic obviously knew what they're getting with him, but he's just adding a real solidity as well. And that's coupled with the fact that Julian's looked so good. Ayers emerging as well. And I know Lennon's a massive fan of Simunovic, but it appears that Julian and Ayer will be the pair uh, moving forward. And uh, mm-hmm. I think rightly so. I think it's always been the bother with Samunovic that he's just not quite as reliable he's not as robust yeah uh, but just keeping on Forster he's been he was speaking this week as well and he's uh, it was on the record back page yesterday he's you know I suppose he's in a, a decent place to, to make these kind of judgments having played down south he's really been sort of taken aback almost by the quality in the Celtic squad mm-hmm. but it's that age old question again is it how how would they how would they fare in the, the English Premier League but he certainly seems to think that they would more than hold their own yeah I think the question's twofold as well Celtic in the Premier League uh, down south they would obviously get all the riches that come with it and they'd very quickly move their way up the table I think that's obvious yeah. bumper crowds massive away crowd and then if you get yourself into European football as well and that would be such a refreshing change as well it had an extra layer of intrigue to the league yeah. so if Celtic were in it but with the current squad yeah, if they were I, to drop in this weekend say. yeah I think the current squad um, I, I think it would be a challenge I think I think Lennon would be able to set them up in certain games you've got teams right now who look a little bit clueless like Watford at the weekend uh, they don't appear that level but they've got a squad jam-packed with 15 million, 20 million pound players. Mm-hmm. So I think on their day Celtic, especially at home, would be able to pick up results against teams who almost beat themselves. A team like Arsenal say it's good, as many talented players <laughs> as they have they have an ability to self-combust uh-huh. and I think Neil Lennon and this current Celtic team would have enough about them maybe to take advantage of that. But I think over a whole season, it'd be pretty challenging I think anywhere from 10th to 15th would be an achievement yeah. But you could say that about a lot of teams in that league though can't you, you know mm-hmm. it's outside of the top sort of I mean it seems it went from top 4 now it's mm-hmm. top 6 and now you've got your Leicesters and, mm-hmm. but I mean anywhere in between aside maybe from the the teams that get promoted to yeah. go down every year it, it is there's teams that could finish just about anywhere in that league I know that's true I think like someone like Eddie Howe at Bournemouth now he's got players of quality and I think he's spent a lot of money in recent years but it's not the key players the guys like Josh King or Callum Wilson Ryan Fraser the guys who've been brought in relatively cheap we- or transfer fees and wages uh, it's quite tough to find those players so Celtic in a way I'm not saying they're complete poppers but they've got players at a certain value who know their role being able to play together there's no kind of 
Uh, mm-hmm. Real star turns. I think that would be. I think their fighting qualities and ability to battle to win games. I think it would actually hold them in good stead in some matches as well. But it would be. I think over thirty eight games here. Yeah. There's no break. Is there is. Yeah. There's. You're not going to get a game against maybe a Hamilton or a Livingston. It's not the same. You're you're constantly getting tested yeah, at the top level. So that might that has a different level of pressure. But I don't think Celtic would be relegated. I definitely don't. I think they'd be in that uh, maybe lower or top or, half of the the. Top half of the, the bottom middle, half, the middle bracket, yeah. <laughs> middle bracket, be anywhere. Yeah, Aye. I think they'd right. be there. <laughs> um, back to back to uh, Scottish football. Uh, Betfred Cup coming up uh, this week. Uh, Partick Thistle at home for Celtic. It's a must be said. It's a really compared to some of the ties they could have got. It's a, kind of the most favourable draw, isn't yeah. it? Um, you'd expect a wee bit of rotation. From Neil Lennon. Uh, yeah, well, we know Craig Gordon's uh, got to start the game. I think that makes sense. Uh, Lennon spoke about keeping him motivated, and I think that's important for a player like Craig Gordon. He's obviously um, on the front. I think he knows full well that Foster's a man, and he's not going anywhere. But I think if something was injury for Foster, then Gordon would be the number two. Bain's mm-hmm. still working his way back from injury. Uh, there's another few players. I think El Unusi get a chance to. Uh, play again he didn't start at the weekend I think this is a perfect game for him to continue his development yeah. I don't think it's quite a buoy Kwasi territory no. Uh, <laughs> no I think we're still going to see a pretty solid uh-huh. Celtic team or there won't be too many changes uh, but I think there'll be that kind of just a couple of players freshening it up I think El Hamid will probably come back in for Bauer mm-hmm. um, there could be a couple of others, but someone like Chrissy would think oh I might get a break but doesn't These appear guys, that he don't want a break though, no. do they? Do you know what Cal I mean? McGregor's played a lot of football, but someone who may, maybe in Cham might sit deeper, that could be an option for mm-hmm. Celtic and McGregor might drop out or Brown, one of the two. And I'd like Chris to go back as a number ten, but there's plenty of options. Bio might start, I think that's probably quite a I think that's quite likely. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think Edward was a big game at the weekend coming up as well against Hibs and mm-hmm. then uh, on to Clude, so I think he'll need yeah. to get a break in at some point. What so. we, we missed that actually. What did you make of Bios? <laughs> He's all right. His cameo against Ren. I know it's just all action. Uh, that was what you noticed again um, against Hearts. Like um, he's, he's got a lot about him. He's not. He's far for the finished article. But sometimes players like this, they can be very effective. He causes a bit of chaos. Exactly. Exactly. The, that's exactly what he does. Maybe not the chaos that they were looking for against Ren. No, like, that was harsh. It was oh, extremely harsh. Extremely harsh. Uh, he's been completely caught out there, and that's. That was like Porto 2003 tactics, you know. And it was, <laughs> was prime time stuff for uh, Ren when they were they were going all out, you know. And they were trying to make sure some Celtic player was going to uh, take an early bath, and it just happened to be bio. There was minimal, if any, contact. And mm-hmm. but again, that's who he is. That's what he's about. Like he's he's up there to rough things up, and Celtic sometimes need that as well. I think Lennon's pretty happy to go that route when when need be. Uh, and he's he's not a light for light for Edward by any means, but he's got something about him. Uh, I think Griffiths even get fully fit mm-hmm. would offer a, a better option as a second striker. But yeah. up until then, I think. I mean, we used to talk about Bio on here without actually really having any sort of clue of what he was about or what he was uh-huh. like o- outside of a couple of YouTube clips where yeah, yeah. He, he scored a couple of a couple of really good goals. But it's only in the past couple of weeks you've kind of got yeah. not weeks maybe maybe stretch that to months. Uh-huh. That you've really got the measure of what he's all about, and it's like you mm-hmm. say, he's just a completely different option to Griffiths or Edward. Yeah, that, I think that's 
very true. And the w- one thing for the pre-season as well, there was a game uh, he missed, honestly God, it was uh, two or three big chances, uh, headers for point-blank range, but then he finished the hardest chance he had all game the ball was behind him rifled one in at the bottom corner and I think that's your go to get your, it's all very unpredictable at this point but I think he seems to have a good work ethic he's really determined he's got a good ability actually um, running the channels as well and getting in between defenders and that's how both the goals against Hearts came about as yeah. well he's able to make the right run so I, I think Celtic fans um there's definitely more to come with him there's as well. There's definite cult hero potential. There oh, 100%. I think he's a level... There's some Celtic habit for picking out some pretty horrific strikers and <laughs> win his first time in charge. I think he's a level above that. I really do. Yeah. I think he's got more to him. And I think it goes... And I think he's, he was obviously young. a good trainer. He's, like, well, he's always there or thereabouts. I think Lennon trusts him enough to come in and do a job. And yeah. that seems like the perfect game. Because it does give Celtic a chance to freshen things up. Yeah. And then they've on to Hibs at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Away at Easter Road, which is normally... Well, certainly under Brendan Rodgers, spelled danger, but it's a completely different scenario. Spelled danger was Neil Lennon, was not it? Exactly. I think Heck, he'll be flinging his match calendar about. uh, It's not been an easy run for Hibs in terms of fixtures, and I I think Celtic are all wrong for Hibs. They really are. I think they're made to tear them apart uh-huh. just, uh, because they're too passive the, 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 they are the special quality of Neil Lennon's Hibs side was they were able to go toe-to-toe with Celtic in the midfield and Cham uh, Brown at times were overwhelmed John McGinn guys like Marvin Bartley you know, and there was a real steal in the Hibs midfield and I think Celtic if there's not if Hibs are passive in any way against Celtic they'll just get absolutely steamrolled and that's been their problem really hasn't it yeah 100% well that's all from us today but you can join us again next midweek as we bring you all the latest from Parkhead thanks to Graham for joining me and be sure to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available and you can also rate us on there as well thanks for listening Parkhead